Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Mama Bar. Mama Bar is a protein bar crafted with essential nutrients for breastfeeders that are convenient to eat while nursing without the sugar crash. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products. Uh, We will hear more from our sponsors later. Um, But first of all, let me tell you, if you want to sign up for our emails and have the episode sent directly to your inbox, you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and scroll to the bottom and enter your email. Um, You will also find our show notes there and transcripts. And Diane has our review of the week. I do. It comes from... Hello. Here we go. This comes off of our iTunes and it's from Gabrielle. And this is from about a month ago. So she says, I'm glad, I'm so glad I found your podcast. I've had a team of medical professionals, she puts that in quotes, I love it, attack me for breastfeeding since my baby was two months old. Here's my question. He's fallen off the weight curve. How can I get him back on track? I fixed the cause of his weight gain slowly. So he's gaining weight more normally now. The problem is that he fell behind, so I'm being told to overfeed him since he's crawling, nine-month-old, so that he can gain weight faster than normal and triple his birth weight by 12 months old. I've met three lactation consultants and two infant nutritionists, and he is eating plenty. So I'm being told to fortify my pumped milk. I don't currently pump. I'm afraid this will mess up my milk supply, which is good. I don't want to mess up a good thing if it's working, but I want his weight to be on track. I'm tired of the comments about his size. The nutritionist said to me, he's the size of a three-month-old and he's nine months. I'm the type of person who thinks that of what to say like a day later. And I should have told her, no, he's the size of a nine-month-old who has had stomach issues when he was born small. He's only 15 pounds, but he's wearing nine to 12-month clothes like normal. Needless to say, I'm firing all of his doctors. Another thing I want to add is that the IBCLC, the nutritionists, have said they think his size might just be normal for him. He's dropped from the 6th percentile at birth to now the 3rd percentile for BMI, which is, which an IBCLC told me is no big deal, and to get a new doctor. Even still, I want his weight to be normal for his size. And I chose this one on purpose today because of what we are going to be talking about, um, as you might have seen from the title. But this is not unusual. So... Gabrielle, like you're working your butt off to make sure your baby is fed and that's it. He's fed, he's healthy, he's crawling, he's, you know, I don't, like everybody, the professionals, as she's kind of said, are really focused on numbers instead of looking at the whole picture. And sometimes we need to look at the whole picture. So I'm really glad that you went out and got like different people to look at the situation and to look at how he's feeding and obviously he's eating plenty and yeah I, he it probably is just his size um but we are going to definitely talk about this today so i'm so sorry that you've had to deal with this your whole breastfeeding relationship with your baby because that must have like caused so much anxiety throughout the last nine ten months and it shouldn't be like that and no, that just sucks Yeah, that sounds super stressful. And, you know, yeah, I mean, this is what we're going to talk about the whole day today, right? Yeah. Not the whole day, but 
Maybe the whole day. We could talk about it the whole day. Yeah. Um, it's so stressful when everyone is like, you know, they're supposed to be this size, this exact size. And you're doing all of these things to get them to be this size when there is no problem. People are different sizes. And this baby has a history. Mm-hmm. Like we know. And, and the thing is, is that the mom knows. It's different if you're like, oh, my God, I really do think that there's a problem and, you know, you're freaking out. But it sounds like she really knows. Yeah, it does. It sounds like she knows, but everybody's saying to her, you're wrong. You're right, wrong about right. the baby you grew. <laughs> we know what's better because the book tells us. No, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. I can't deal with it. It's wrong. True. And we are going to talk about that today. Now that I'm all pissed off and on my soapbox. Yeah, but let's do it. Yes. So send us reviews because I have to put that plug in. But not to get off the topic. So definitely send us reviews because we'd love to hear them. And then we can like, you know, get mad about it with you. And well, sometimes your review just alone leads to a whole episode. Yeah. So this is what we are. We're going to talk about fat content and milk, right? Like we're going to talk about that fatty milk because. Yep. Because everybody's milk is supposed to have a certain amount of milk and fat in it. And we're going to tell you how to get that fat into your milk, because if you don't have it, it's all terrible and wrong. Yeah. Just kidding. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> That's probably what you've been told. Probably you've been told at some point that there's something wrong with the fat content in your milk and there needs to be more. And you saw somebody else that has like a big chunk of fat on the top of their <laughs> express breast milk. And you're like, oh, my God, that's fat. My milk doesn't look like that. How do I get my milk to look like that? And that is really exhausting. It is. It's exhausting. Like and it's wrong. And it's one of those things that makes you wonder, hmm, what did people do? What have people done for thousands of years? Hundreds of thousands of years. What have we been doing? If like if the fat content in our milk is wrong, what have we been doing? Well, how did we survive? According to a nurse I work with, all the babies died. So Oh, okay. Wow, that's so weird. So we're some <laughs> new alien species. <laughs> I know, right? It is really crazy. You know, how many times I'll hear somebody say, well, the doctor thinks that maybe the, you know, the, my, my breast milk isn't, doesn't have enough calories in it. I heard that this week, actually. That's not why we did this episode this week, because it was, uh, you know, we had already planned it. But somebody did say that to me this week, that they were encouraged to supplement with formula, not breast milk, because the formula had more calories. And I said, how do we know that? And she goes, well, I think it's more of like they can measure that where they can't measure it in the breast milk. So we know if we give this much formula, the baby's getting this many calories. Like we know that, but we don't know that with the breast milk. And of course we can't trust the process because that would be absurd to actually trust the process. And I was just like, but we don't know. Like I was just really disappointed in that because it came out of an office that I know is breastfeeding supportive, but people get so freaked out when it comes to babies that they don't want to trust the process or they're too afraid to trust the process. Yeah. I mean, we, we are completely afraid to trust the process of babies, except for pregnancy. There's something about that where we're just like, okay, the baby's in there, it's growing. But then as soon as that baby comes out, it's like, no, no. Yeah, we need interventions. There's something is wrong. Our my you know our bodies don't work. Our body does not know how to make breast milk for our baby. It doesn't know how to sleep with our baby without killing it. 
We don't know how to, you know, we don't know all these things and we need to pay for as many interventions as possible because then that makes you a good parent, not a bad parent. And it's like insane. It's this is absolute insanity. Your body grew that baby with no help from you, by the way, because there's nothing you can do. <laughs> right. There's like nothing you can do. So it just grew it, even though you ate nothing but like pizza and potato chips and Diet Coke your whole entire pregnancy. If you Don't could eat it all. Don't lie to me. Yeah. Oh, if you couldn't. <laughs> See, I was talking to my friends about this yesterday. I, I've, you know, I didn't feel, of course, you know, you don't, sometimes you feel super nauseous. Um, I know just for me, my, the way I dealt with the nausea and the feeling was eating. <laughs> I had to eat all the time. I had to be constantly eating and whatever. And I, my friend was like, you know, they they each one of my friends was picked on by doctors about how much weight they were gaining. Mm. It was too much. It was not enough. It was like, okay, whatever. Again, it's like just let the body grow the baby, right? Like it's doing it. See, see how huge I am because there's a giant baby in there, right? And so anyway, so I don't even know what I was saying. Yeah, oh. this process. As soon as the baby comes out, we don't know what to do. Now we have to do all kinds of things to manipulate the content, the like nutritional value of the of the milk. What? Right. Your body ridiculous. doesn't need help with that. Your body knows your baby better than you do. Well, I think my baby my body needs my baby needs this much fat. You know what? Your body and your baby will decide that together. So we are gonna talk about some stuff today that is gonna like blow your mind. Okay, let's do it. And you are gonna be armed with information to take to whoever gives you a hard time about stuff because yeah, that's what this podcast is about, right? Giving you the info that you need. And this is like real research-based information. Like I research this stuff and I love my research. So I know what, I know how to do it. But some of these things, one of the things I want to say, which I had said to Abby yesterday is we are, like, if you guys look this stuff up on your own, which is totally like everybody does it, right? Everybody loves Google. Everybody loves to Google stuff. Please do not read these ridiculous mom blogs that give you horrible information that are pitching their own products to you because they are just wrong and they're feeding on your insecurities about what you're doing. And it's just disgusting to me. So don't read those things. Find the Yeah, I know. I told you, I, t I posted that thing about not using Google for breastfeeding information. People were <laughs> mad, man. People were mad. People yeah. love their Google and they want to be using their Google. And I love Google too. I look up stuff on Google, but not stuff like that. No. Because there's so much terrible information out there that you're going to end up getting the wrong information. You know, and then people were like, well, you just need to know how to use Google. Okay, fine. If you think that you're really good at researching things and know how to do it, then by all means. But if you're just trying to quick Google something and look up something and you're not quite sure how to do the research, you know, come just come to us. Just go to the podcast website. Try to see if it's there. Or, I, you know, I have a I have a website, Diana's website. And, you know, we're saying trust us over them. How do you know that? I'm just telling you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> and there's ways. Oh, we I can mean, just explain. Di Diane's about to explain. So go ahead. Yeah. So the first one that I'm going to talk about is and I looked at a lot of research and let me tell you there's not much I mean there's a there's a lot I should explain that there's a lot of research articles based on human milk 
nutrient content, but the research is not good. It's not consistent. And we'll talk about why that is in a minute. And you all know in the back of your brains why that is, but we're going to bring it to the forefront. The, um, the studies are, or some of them are old or they go like over spans of time, you know, like some, some research articles that are more recent might be quoting articles that are 30 years old. Right. So that is not, that's what I mean by that. They're like, old. some of them are old and they're very small sample sizes. So, you know, we can't base what is going on with all our breastfeeding mothers based on a study that had a sample size of 70 women. You know, that is not accurate. We could do that just off our listeners, you know, like we could have a bigger sample size just off of our listeners. So we right, can't... we'll call it we'll call it research and say, "Here, go make all your decisions based off of this." Cuz that's Right. That's not how it goes. That's not how research goes. Right. So what I did find, I came across this, this fantastic article. It's not even an article. It is research. It was um, a National Institute of Health workshop on human milk composition. So it was people from the National Institute of Health in America and Canada that got together to do research and combine research based on human milk content. So, and this was just, this was published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition a year ago. So this is very recent. And some of the stuff that they, what I really took out of this as being like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've read in a long time, is um, dietary reference intake. So what that is, if you're not familiar is like, you know how, like, if you look at the nutritional intake and stuff like that, that's on the back of a anything you eat, you know, and it'll say based on a 2000 calorie diet, based on you should get this much, this many grams of fat a day, this many grams of protein a day, this many grams of sugar a day, based on your diet, right? Like, we all know that that's out there. Everybody says, oh, you shouldn't have more than, you know, this many grams of sugar a day, you shouldn't have more than this many, you know, grams of fat a day. Right, we know that there are guidelines based on that, right? Let me read this to you because this is fantastic. The dietary reference intake underpin the dietary guidelines and numerous other public health initiatives, but dietary reference intakes for infants are almost entirely based on adequate intakes due to the lack of appropriate data with which to set RDAs. As a result, estimated average requirements needed for evaluating and monitoring the adequacy of intakes in populations are not available for infants from birth to age six months. For infants age seven to 12 months, only ERAs, estimated average requirements, for protein, iron, and zinc have been determined. No acceptable macronutrient distribution ranges, for example, fat, protein, or carbohydrate intake, have been established for infants. So what this is saying is that when someone says to you, your baby isn't getting enough fat, what are they basing that on? Because there is no guideline for your infant. There is no guideline. That was like mind blowing to me because I never thought of it like that. Yeah. So, well, what and they, I what are they basing it on? 
Yeah, right. What are they basing it on? They're basing it on the norm of like formula feeding and cow's milk. Exactly. Just these norms. And I almost, I don't, I hope they don't ever come out with a guideline. Because that will cause even more chaos. My God, I don't see how they could. Honestly, I don't see how they could possibly do that. That would be like, I don't know. It would be like um, percentiles. You know, so that I, I thought that was fascinating. The other things that they're saying. Maternal diet, although maternal dietary intake can predict maternal nutritional status and its primary proximal detriment of human milk content and volume. The literature on the association of dietary intake with human milk is mixed and limited. The relation of poor maternal dietary intakes to inadequate nutritional status of mothers and deficits in nutrients, other bioactive compounds, or volume of human milk remains unclear. There is not any research showing one way or the other that what you eat is going to impact your fat and content of your milk. And if somebody tells you it will, they are wrong because there is no good research on this. That's not how breast milk works anyway. Exactly. It's not based off of what you eat. Right. You can't just eat some avocados and they'll be like, okay, well, my breast milk is fattier now. Exactly. It's not going to happen. So things that are influenced by your breast milk or by, you know, things that can influence your breast milk content are time. Um. Like the mother's, the mother's health, the mother's BMI, the, how much weight gain the mother had during pregnancy can sometimes show like what her, what's in her milk afterwards. Um, We know, we know that your milk changes, right? We know that everybody knows, we all know. And it's one of the amazing things about breast milk that your milk changes even throughout the day based on what. Mm your baby needs. So how can they possibly research that? Right. You know, how can they take samples of breast milk and determine what the fat content should be like when it's different for every single mother and baby? How can they possibly research that and tell you what it should be? I mean, if you really think about that, it doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make sense. And we should talk more about that after a break. Okay. Because I do have more stuff to say. Yes, I, you have have lot, I know you have a lot more. I know. I have stuff. I have issues right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Mama Bar. Breastfeeding is nutritionally demanding. You know that breastfeeding hunger we all feel? It's there for a reason. Breastfeeding demands even more calories and nutrients than pregnancy. It's okay to eat. It's necessary to eat. And now you can reach for a nutritious snack that's also convenient without the sugar crash. Mama Bar is a protein crafted bar with essential nutrients for breastfeeders by a certified nutritionist who specializes in pregnancy and postpartum nutrition. It's not just another lactation bar. This is about high quality, purposeful nutrition. Mama Bar is high in protein and an excellent source of iron, zinc, and magnesium, all of which keep you satisfied and give you the energy you need to keep up with your little babe. Mama Bars are made only from real food ingredients you can feel great about eating. 
dairy-free and gluten-free, and they're delicious with ingredients like dark chocolate, oats, nuts, and flax seeds. Easy to eat one-handed while nursing. We can't stop raving about them. Order your bars online at mamabar.com and use code BADASS to get 10% off of your order. That's mamabar.com. Use code BADASS for 10% off of your order. Snack on! And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged here in California. The Reef Safe Face and Body Sunscreen is SPF 27 and made with 10% non-nanoparticles of natural zinc for broad-spectrum protection against both UVA and UVB rays. The gentle formula won't clog pores and is safe for babies, children, and adults. Protect your skin from damage from the sun for long-term skin health. All of Original Spout's products are paraben and phthalate-free, vegan, and cruelty-free. Their proprietary formulas contain nourishing extracts from fruits, vegetables, and flowers that the whole family can enjoy. Made for babies, perfect for grown-ups, too. Check out the entire line at OriginalSprout.com. And use code BADASS for 20, 25% off your order. That's originalsprout.com. Use code BADASS for 25% off. All of our sponsors, the links, and the promo codes can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Find this episode. It'll be the first one you see if you're listening to it right now mm-hmm. um, this week. <laughs> if it's the newest episode, it'll be on top. Um, you can scroll down. And find our show notes. You'll find all the information about this episode, further information about things that we talked about. And um, on badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you can find our breastfeeding resources page, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your lactation consultation with Diane. And I can talk to you about fat content. That would be fantastic. (laughs) Our shout out of the week goes to Black Female Therapists. This is my latest obsession. I love these people. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook at Black Female Therapists. This is just post after post of like inspiring, self-care oriented uh, posts. Um, You can sign up for their, which is what I did. I signed up for their daily text messages and they'll text you like a little inspiring thing every day. And yeah. All about like it's really helping me right now because I'm not feeling completely emotionally well <laughs> with the world. I'm right there with you. Um, it's I, I would say even especially today I read it and I was like, oh my god, I was almost like in tears. It was it's so good and you should follow them. You can get um, you know, the content right in your newsfeed. Definitely follow these people. They're like helping everyone. It's not even it's not like necessarily parenting oriented or anything it's just like self-care really so i highly recommend it and that's all i got all right that's awesome i love that i'm gonna start getting on that one yeah follow them yeah i'm doing for sure okay so the last couple of things that i want to talk about i did find looking through those little mom blogs because i wanted to um I like to see what's out there. You know what you I mean? Gotta like, see, yeah, you got to yeah. see what people are reading. What's this information and what it's coming from? And how is it? Everybody's so confused because there's so much terrible information out there. And it's so easy to get it's right at your fingertips. Just oh go to God. Google. Google it. 
it'll come up all this information and people are like baking, ma- making decisions and buying things and all of this based on the information that's, you know, on these websites. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. But I did come across one that was a little, you know, it was more legit and I did like her information and she had recent research, you know, at least within the last 10 years. Um, you know, she was citing stuff that she was talking about and um, it was parenting science. I think it came from. But one of the things that I really liked about this article, we'll have to link it in in the show notes, is that it talked about different mammals and the difference in our milk. Right. So and it even gave like the actual numbers for different mammals, like rabbits and cows and, you know, I think there was rat was on there. Um, there was a couple other ones and what the fat protein and calorie content or whatever of, of their milks are and how all our milks differ. And she explained that, you know, as mammals, of course, our milk differs based on the animal and what that species does. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't all have the same milk because we don't all behave the same way. The higher the fat and calorie content of the milk was for the babies that are left for long periods of time between foods or between feedings. So I think it was like rabbit babies, their fat and calorie content was very high, but they stay nested. And then, you know, like they'll feed and they stay nested. And then, you know, the mother goes out or whatever. And then, I don't know, hose around, whatever she does. And then comes back. (laughs) I think that's what she does. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. So (laughs) then they come back and feed again. But there's long spans of time between those feeds. Human babies were meant to be close and feeding at close intervals. You have to wait to hoe around. Yes, you can't be hoeing around. Right right away. We're not right telling away. you not to hoe yeah. around. I mean, you can come on. Hoe around after your baby's a little bit bigger. <laughs> but human babies were meant to be close and feeding at close intervals. So there's all, there's no good evidence regarding diet, fat, caloric content in the milk. Like she even says that too. So that has been the recurring answer in a lot of the research that I'm reading is that there is no good evidence regarding this. There is no which tells us that they can't as much research as they've tried to do on human milk content they are not finding the connection of if you eat this your fat content will go up your fat content should be a certain percentage your baby needs this much fat there is nothing out there to state this there is no research on this so anybody that tells you this they are not going off of research so what we do know If you want to, like, increase calorie for your baby or increase fat content for your baby, if you feel like this is an issue, if you feel like your baby's weight gain isn't okay, what the best thing to do is to be feeding your baby on demand, to be keeping your baby close and feeding frequently, feed your baby more, and that will help obviously get more calories in your baby. But it's kind of like, think of how screwed up our society is when it comes to breastfeeding. If your baby isn't gaining well, or based on what they think your baby should be gaining, then they tell you something's wrong with your milk. But if you're feeding your baby frequently, 
then people say, why are you feeding your baby so much? You don't, I guess you don't have enough milk. Is that, is that what's going on? Your milk supply isn't very good. Your baby wants to eat again. So which is it? Do we want them to eat or do we not want them to eat? Yeah. Well, yeah. Hi, welcome to the life of like, you know, half the population. I mean, that's ridiculous. You're too skinny. You're too fat. Right. So you're supposed to like keep, and some cultures do that. Like they just keep the baby on them all the time and the baby just eats when they want to eat. And, you know, nobody worries. Like, that's just what you do. You just feed them that's on demand. The, that's what I you're mean, supposed that, to do. That's the biological norm. Exactly. That's, that's what this is yeah. like. This is this is normal. This is this is what human babies were designed to do, to eat frequently and be close. Because we have different cultural norms doesn't make that healthy or OK. Right. You know, these are cultural norms that are often differ from our biological norm. We're still human mammals. You're not going to yep. change that. No matter what you do, you're not going to change that. So the best thing to do is to feed your baby on demand. So people that tell you feed your baby for 15 minutes on one side, 15 minutes on another side, they are also doing a great disservice to your milk supply because that is not accurate information. Baby's not draining your breast well. Baby's not getting what they need to get. If you're timing them, and only going by certain guidelines. There should not be guidelines. Feed your baby. That should be it. Like that should be all we're, we're worried about doing is feeding the baby. And if we know we're doing that, then that's it. And we know like with our review of the week, we see this all the time where people say, oh, your baby should be at a certain number. Your baby should be at this certain level. If your baby is feeding all the time, if you know your baby is eating, and you know that your baby is developing well, and you know that you're changing a lot of diapers a day. And even like, look at your own family history. Cause I'll see this. Sometimes people will come to me with this problem and I'll look at them and it's like, you're the mom's little mom's little dad's not like this huge, you know, guy and the baby's little, maybe that's the way they're supposed to be. Maybe they're growing the way they're supposed to grow, believe it or not. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the bottom line. Yeah, really. You don't need to worry about this. You don't need to be worrying about the fat content or the calories in your breast milk. All you need to do is focus on breastfeeding. Right. Your body knows what your baby needs. Your body is making your the milk specifically for your baby. I had somebody say to me not too long ago was like her fifth baby. And she was like, well, my babies, I don't, you know, I don't have a very good milk supply. I never had a good milk supply. And my babies were never fat. Like they don't, they're not <laughs> supposed to be. It, it's just not, that's not yeah. supposed to be like that. I mean, if you, I, you know, even with, even with the, like the whole based on a 2000 calorie thing and how much zinc and how much magnesium and how much, how much, um, how, how much fat and sugar and how much stuff you're supposed to get, like the, the like the milligrams, you know, mm-hmm. the they I if you read if you I read the China study and I'm not it's a it's a book about like food and mostly about like animal foods. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not going to go on a whole like thing about that. But what he talks about in that book, he talks about how even for grownups counting the, you know, the milligrams and these and these um, guidelines 
you know, that are based on all of these, you know, things that actually turns out they're really like kind of based on lobbyists and the different like food industry people. You don't need to be counting the milligrams of every single thing that you get uh, that you're eating each day. If you focus on eating a, you know, food that is, you know, you know, you know, fruits and vegetables and grains and, and food that is nourishing to your body, you don't need to be counting these things. Your body will get what it needs by if you just focus on, you know, eating healthful foods. You don't need to be breaking everything down and counting it all day. Because you can do that. You can do that with like, what's that called? My fitness pal. Oh, yeah. All that you crap. can do like, yeah. and it's like, oh, you, you've gotten enough, you know, fat for today. You've gotten enough carbohydrates for today. It's, you don't need to be counting all of that. This is causing people too much. This is like going in the opposite direction of where we need to go. Of just focusing on healthful foods, right. you know. But the, the message that we are sending mothers when a health professional says, oh, I don't think your baby, I, I don't think your milk has enough fat in it. Basically, they're saying like, you're not good enough. You're, you're your body doesn't know it. how to take care of your baby. Right. It's a horrible message to be sending. And if this happens to you, you know, definitely like talk to a lactation consultant because often medical professionals are looking at the growth patterns of formula fed babies. And we need to look at the growth patterns of breastfed babies. And it is different. So talk to somebody else because it could be that the guidance they are giving you is based off of a formula fed baby. And it, it that's just not correct. Right. And, and, you know, like I don't, I never like to put like my own stuff into it, into stuff, but like, and I mentioned to you yesterday, like when I, when I had my first baby, I was an underweight, just, you know, I was in the army. I was underweight and of course, at the time, I didn't think I was underweight, but that's a whole different podcast. And um, a, run, a distance runner and a vegetarian, like a strict vegetarian, like way more strict than I am now. I mean, I'm still a vegetarian, but way, way more strict. Like I didn't even have an egg in my house kind of thing um, and never had a problem with my milk. Nobody ever even said like, oh, gee, you know, like maybe you should take a vitamin or a supplement. Maybe your baby's not getting what they need. Like that never, I don't remember that coming up, you know, like from, and I never thought about it. It's just like, you just feed them. Like you just feed them, right? Like, cause your body knows what to do. And that's yeah. what it comes it's down to. It's not because it's not them. based on what you're eating. Right. This is not how your body is making milk. It's not making milk based on what you're eating. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Women in concentration camps were making full milk supplies for their babies. This is what your body does. Right. Their milk content might have been different because they have different diets. You know, med people that live in the Mediterranean have different, they might have, you know, just different, you know, different setups of their milk based on what their baby needs, based on what, you know, I'm talking about extremely malnourished. Right. Exactly. People having milk supplies for their baby. I'm not saying that's a good situation. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, look, even them, they were OK. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the, the aspect of the con I'm talking about what their bodies were doing for their babies. Right. 
even in those situations. And I tell families all the time, too, that, you know, look at different cultures around the world who breastfeed their children for years. They eat what they grow. They don't have supplements. They don't have like extra, you know, all these different things. And they make plenty of milk for these babies and these babies are growing and thriving. So why can't, you know, why is it that we live in countries that are abundant in everything and we're saying that our milk isn't good enough? No, that's wrong. Well, and even throughout history, humans were not like with their giant pantries filled with every right. single thing from their gigantic Costco stores. <laughs> like people were eating what they came across and, you know, whatever, you know, and life was different than it is now. And we are here. Mm-hmm. We made it. What have we been doing all of this time? If you need to be worrying about all of these things and taking all of these things and, you know, if you need to be doing something other than just feeding your baby and being a mammal, then how did we get here? It's crazy. So I hope this was helpful. And I hope you guys got a good like message to take out of this. If you ever come across this situation, or maybe you have a friend who's going to end up in this situation and you can tell them, look at it. It is not what this is about. Yeah. You will most likely come across somebody who says that you, you know, there's an issue with your milk and that your baby should at some point needs to switch to cow's milk because it, your, fa- your milk doesn't have enough fat in it. That is so common. Mm-hmm. It's really common. Like, well, your baby's a year now, so now your milk doesn't have enough fat in it. They need to start drinking cow's milk. So, and cause suddenly you're, you're a cow, you're, your cow, <laughs> your baby is now a calf and yeah. needs to drink cow's breast milk. Um, that's not ever necessary. Your milk is always perfect for your baby. Right. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Bye.